0: I wanted to share a tool that I started using recently. And if you're doing any prospecting or lead sourcing from LinkedIn, it's definitely worth checking out. The tool is called Surf and it's spelled S-U-R-F-E. It's a Chrome extension that allows you to add contacts to your CRM directly from LinkedIn. I use it to add contacts quickly, follow my deals, keep track of my notes, and it's actually saved me a bunch of time. The data is always 100% accurate because I don't have to copy and paste each detail from each contact over to my CRM. Instead, Surf does it all for me automatically with just one click. Now, the folks over at Surf have been kind enough to put together a promo offer for fans of SSP. You can go to the link in the show notes and use the promo code JWSURF with an E, 5, for a 5% discount on your first year. Check out the link in the show notes and go check them out. I've got a secret weapon for you that's going to skyrocket your sales without the unnecessary headaches that come along with using one of the big player CRM systems. That secret weapon is Close CRM. Now let's face it, we've all been there. We've used a clunky, confusing system that kinda makes you wanna throw your laptop out the window. Well, fear not, Close is here to save your time, money, and sanity. Close has all of the powerful sales tools you need, minus the drama, to manage your leads, track your deals, and crush your targets effortlessly. It has calling, emailing, SMS, multi-channel sequences, and it even has meeting tracking built right in. It's easy to set up and implement, You can stop screwing around with CRMs that aren't built for you and start selling and managing customers today. You can start a free trial using the link in the show notes, special for SSP fans. What's up everybody? It's Jesse Woodbury here coming at you with the final installment of this series of episodes that I've been putting together, Finding Your First Opportunity in SaaS Sales. So it's been a couple weeks uh, between holidays, vacations. I had some family in town and uh, a, num- a number of other things going on, including a really large deal uh, to get secured. Let me get you all caught up. I've been kind of busy and haven't uh, posted any new episodes in a while. So I want to just recap the last two uh, episodes in this series on finding a role, breaking into the field, getting your first job in software sales. So in the first uh, two episodes, we talked a little bit about your geo, um, but also that in this uh, in this day and age, it's not as important that you're in a specific city uh, as there are a lot of remote opportunities right now in the software industry. So we spoke about that. We spoke about how to sort of narrow down your search for the right company. Uh, I believe we talked about the difference between working in a larger company uh, versus a smaller startup. Those are two different things., uh, two different types of roles. And uh, it's important to think about which of those paths you'd like to start on. It's okay if you switch later, uh, but it, for your first role, uh, I think it, it you know, it does matter which what size organization you start in. And we talked a little bit about uh, who you might want to serve. Uh, and when I say serve is essentially your your buying audience. Who, what, what kinds of businesses do you want to sell to? Uh, what kinds of contacts do you want to work with? Uh, is there something you're passionate about? Maybe that's development, maybe it's marketing, maybe it's operations. So we talked a little bit about that as well. Uh, I shared a few resources on how to find those jobs. And now in this final installment, we're going to talk about a few tips and tricks that I utilize once I've sort of got a, an opportunity on the hook, and this is especially helpful for me early on, uh, because there's there's certain questions you can ask, there's certain things you can do to really set yourself apart. Uh, so a few things, and I'm going to share first a, a couple of questions that I always ask in interviews. Uh, so once you've got the right opportunity on the hook, um, here's here's a few questions that you can sort of ask. And, and I know we covered a couple questions last time around. Uh, you know, specifics around the dynamics of the team because it's important to ask a lot of questions when you're interviewing for one of these roles because you want to make sure you're getting yourself into a good first role, uh, the right selling environment, uh, the right culture. It can really vary depending on the company, and you want to make sure that you have a good first experience if you are getting into this industry. Uh, I know a lot of folks that haven't. Um, I've also, you know, had some good and bad experiences depending on the company I, I've, I've landed at. But here's a few questions. You know, beyond the questions you can ask in the first interview around how much of the team is performing. Uh, what are the expectations and things like that? Here's a few that I always go to, uh, even now in, in my role, I always ask these questions and I've found that they've been extremely helpful in setting myself apart as a candidate, but they're also super telling as questions in terms of, you know, who the leadership is, uh, how well the hiring manager, uh, you know, has span of control over what's going on. These are just really telltale questions, but they're also, they'll also posture you, as the candidate, as someone who can ask insightful questions and really legitimately is trying to, to figure out if there's a fit. And if you haven't figured it out, those are really important skills in selling too. So uh, it's, you know, it's, a, it's a double whammy there. It's, it's killing two birds with one stone. So if you can master some good questions like this, uh, you'll also set yourself up to be a really great seller because that's really what discovery and, and qualifying leads is all about is really being able to, to ask great questions and understand where pain is. So here's a few examples. This is my all-time favorite question. I always get a really strong reaction when I ask this uh, in a job interview, and that's a year from now, how will I know that I've succeeded in this role? So let's unpack that question here a little bit. You're essentially asking the hiring manager to walk you through what the next 12 months of success look like. This is awesome for a couple of reasons, because one, if the hiring manager can't answer that one articulately, clearly, and pretty much on the fly, that's a red flag and you probably should consider looking elsewhere. Now this also gives, this gives the manager a chance to actually sell you on the opportunity because they can say, look, here's what success looks like in the next 12 months. These are going to be my expectations of you in the coming year. Uh, So it gives you a chance to really dig into what your job's going to look like, what the expectations are, what the upside is. Uh, And of course, if there is, you know, something that isn't aligned with what you're looking for in the next 12 months, it really gives you an easy out. Cause then you can say, well, I asked the question about success in the next year and it doesn't seem like that's what I'm looking for. And again, if the hiring manager hesitates at all or doesn't answer this well, uh, then I'd say that's a big red flag and you may not want to consider working at that company. So uh, my second question is always who is the top performer on the team and what qualities do they have that help them succeed? This is an awesome question, also, because it shows the the hiring leadership that you are thinking about being a top performer. You're you've already started to enter into a a mindset of high achievement. You're wanting to replicate what success looks like based on the results of another individual who's already seen that success at that company. So there's that. But then you're also, uh, you know, again, you're kind of. Gauging what that leader actually values. So it'll be, it's, it's going to be an interesting exercise for you as you evaluate the opportunity to hear what this uh, hiring manager says. You know, first of all, who do they point to uh, and why? And they, they have to give a why. You know, why is this person successful? Not only are they just getting lucky uh, or they're just a complete, you know, killer salesperson, but like, please help me break down why they're successful. Like, what qualities uh, do they have? that help them continually achieve it in the role. So super awesome question. Again, uh, it's, you know, the, the the purpose is twofold because not only are you gonna get a bunch of information about your future teammate, you'll also sort of know who to gravitate towards on day one, assuming you get the role. You know exactly who to reach out to first because you already know who's found success, who's well-regarded by the leadership. But uh, also, you know, you give that manager a chance to sort of sell you again on what, uh, you know, why join the team, why now. So uh, another example question is: uh, How will my performance be measured uh, on a continual basis? Or how is my performance going to be measured? That's uh, you know a really good one because it'll help you understand what management's looking at in terms of uh, KPIs. That's a key performance indicator. What are the goals? What kind of things are you going to have to be prepared for week over week to speak to your manager about? Uh, hopefully, this question prompts a really detailed and 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 uh, you know well thought out answer from the from the management. But this will help you understand. You know, like is this. Go, am I am I gonna have a, a tough time? Are the are, is the expectations not gonna be uh, easy to achieve? So again, it gives you a chance to understand what's expected of you, but it also shows the hiring manager that you've really thought about uh, what you want, or you know what you're you've already thought about what the day to day is gonna look like, and you're trying to plan ahead and make sure that you're prepared to to dive right into that. So another great question is what percentage of reps are achieving their quota? This one just has to be asked. And I made the mistake of not asking this a lot when I was uh, earlier on in my career, I was just afraid to ask the question, but I think it's really important that it gets asked. Because uh, you deserve to understand what the breakdown of the team looks like and you deserve to understand uh, what success looks like, who's having success on the team. Because if only one person is continually hitting their quota, it opens up another range of questions like, well, is it the product? Is the product not ready? Is the buying persona uh, you know, not not the right fit? Is there some product market fit issue? what is it? Is there not enough leads coming in? So it does kind of open up. If, if you don't get a strong answer to that question, it raises some red flags that'll help you further evaluate the opportunity. So last and certainly not least, what tools and resources will be available to me to help me streamline results? I like this one a lot. I don't think it's the most important question on this list today, uh, but it is important to understand if they're investing in tools, technologies to help do the job. Uh, It'll be a real red flag if there's not any investment taking place into that uh, because I do think it's important that leadership is investing in tools and training. Uh, So it's important, I think, to ask the question. Again, you're also showing that that hiring manager that you've already thought about maybe some tools or trainings or or things that you need in place to make sure you're successful. Perhaps that's a good time to bring those up and start to kind of negotiate about those a little bit. Um, but you want to show leadership that you've thought about, you know, what 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 you need to be successful, and you're asking a you know a genuine question, which is, are those things in place right now? So those are some examples of questions you can ask once you've got uh, a couple of interviews lined up, and you're trying to help. Uh, you know, for, you're trying to further vet out the right opportunity for you. These questions will help you really understand the the roles you're going after. Uh, you'll you'll understand a bit more about who the leadership team is what they're about, what their expectations of you are, and frankly, what success looks like to them. So hopefully these are helpful. Uh, good luck to you. This again, being the final, uh, installment of this short series of how to break into SAS, uh, reach out with any questions you have. I'd be happy to help, uh, point you in the right direction. And, uh, you know, f- at the, at the very least it'd be great to connect. Cause if there's any, uh, openings that I'm aware of or any opportunities I'm aware of, I'd, I'd love to help, uh, you know, place individuals in those roles. So best of luck to you. And, uh, Have a great 2021.